This is the Dotted Line, 97.1 FM, 3MDR. Live music every week, except during pandemics, where there are no live music sessions available. But we do have brand spanking new music for you. Moonshine Coalition has a brand spanking new album. Tales from the Heartstrings is what it's called. And if I've pressed all the buttons right, Moonshine Coalition are on the phone. G'day, Max and Annie. Hello. G'day, David. I'm going well. I hope you are keeping a good 1.5 metres from the phone, and I'm hoping you're at least 1.5 metres apart, and I'm hoping that you've washed your hands before you started talking to me. No, I've washed... um, Yeah, I did wash my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Before I press the button. My yes. mother always used to tell me to wash my mouth out with soap and water, but I never even That's really a good underst- idea. Never understood what she meant. No. Anyway, yes, we're all washed up. We're washed up. We're here. We're ready. <laughs> no, you're not washed up. But you're, <laughs> you're up. Unfortunately, your gig that's coming up this uh, this Friday washed that is washed that's up. Washed up. Yeah, that's uh, washed. That is that is like I'm so sad. I'm getting I'm getting got to tell you too. I'm getting a bit jumpy because like it's been three weeks and I have not been to a live gig in three weeks. I, I've that's the longest I've gone in I think my whole life without going to a live gig of some description. And uh, I was so looking forward to going to the Moonshine Coalition CD oh, it launch. It would have been such fun. It would have been. Oh, I was. I was looking forward to it as well because we um we hardly ever get to play with other people, and um we we're going to play with wonderful Dylan Noor and Jeff Stokes, who um bass player and violinist. And so I was really excited about that, but wasn't to be. Not yet, anyway. We'll get there eventually. Mm, we had good rehearsals with them. Yeah, we did. Mm. Before we weren't allowed to have rehearsals. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. I wish I wish I had have uh, come to a rehearsal. I could have recorded it, but um, yeah. no such luck. So, no. tell me about the album. The album. I got to say, I've heard the album. The album. It's a pretty nice piece of work. Got to say, you got to be Thanks. pretty proud of it. We are. We are proud of it, yeah. Very proud of it, actually. And um, not only proud of the music, which, you know, goes without saying because we're very proud of it, <laughs> but also proud of the album cover and the artwork, which um, came together really well. And the wonderful Tracy Roberts did a magnificent job on the artwork for the album cover. So um, really proud of that. So what did you think of that, David? Did you like it? I think the album is beautiful. I actually have a copy in my hand as we speak, which I've got to say was thoroughly sterilised before <laughs> I actually picked it up. But well, uh, I have a copy. It is absolutely beautiful. It is it is an absolutely beautiful thing. I've got to say, uh, the, Tracy is a pretty talented artist when you look at this it's album. Very cover. I mean, she's, she's a talented artist anyway, but but doing album covers, there's got to be a bit of uh, you know, like a, a bit of a bit of skill to doing that, a bit of separate skill from being an artist, and it it is beautifully done. Well, it was it was. Um, I had this idea of what I wanted for the album cover, and I'm and um, I sort of thought, oh, I didn't know if it would be possible, and I went and spoke to Tracy about. It. She said, Yeah, we could do that. 
straight off, you know, she got what I wanted. And and when she showed me the first, um, you know, round, what do you call it? The first yeah, thing. draft. Draft. <laughs> draft. Yep. The first draft of it. Um, it was just I, th- I got tears in my eyes because it was exactly what was in my head. And um, that's, you know, that's amazing that someone can make – real what what you what you're thinking in your head so i'm actually going to retain her as a consultant because i can't work out what's going on in andy's (laughs) head at all (laughs) yeah you beat me to it max i was about to say uh yeah what's going on in in annie's head is an interesting thing uh and it's interesting (laughs) that um yeah that tracy managed to figure it out so I thought there was going to be a banjo joke coming up there. but Oh, no, there'll be plenty of banjo I... jokes. There'll be banjo <laughs> jokes later, absolutely. Um, Got to say, on, on a similar subject, not banjo jokes, but uh, what's going on in Annie's head, Annie, you write, <laughs> the, um, you write the lyrics for the I do. songs. Yes, um, I do. <laughs> so what's going on in your head is the obvious question. <laughs> Well, I don't know, half the time. <laughs> right, I've got to say, I should clarify that. Some of them are absolutely like Moonlight on the Bay, beautiful song, absolutely gorgeous. But some of them like um, Backstairs is the one that jumps in into my mind. Um, how did you come up with the lyrics for Backstairs? Well, Backstairs... Um... I'm listening to this incidentally because I don't... <laughs> um, it was just the idea was... Uh, about a ghost story and I thought that'd be does anyone write ghost stories you know song ghost stories I didn't know probably they do and I thought well it'd be fun and um so I thought of this um you know I didn't want it to be too kooky kooky I suppose and I thought of this you know it had to be a haunted house and and um and then there had to be some sort of um you know, like outcome for the song, like the song had to have an, an ending. So I, I thought that perhaps the house could entice this girl in and then um, the, ho- the the house would be haunted and the, there would be a throng of ghosts there and there would be people that had bought the house previously yeah. and, and then the house would have drawn them all in and then once they've they've got the person, then the house goes up for sale again, and then they get someone else. It so all happens again. It all happens again. So it sort of was like um, house of horrors, really. <laughs> it was sort of like you know, someone buys the house, they get sucked into the back down the back stairs, and then the house goes up for sale again. <laughs> so it was sort of you know that was my idea. It's like it's like grand <laughs> grand designs gone terribly wrong. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but but anyway, trying to make that work in the song took a little while, but I think it was all right in the end. She saw the bored old house for sale it up was the price that she could pay Couldn't get it out of her mind Moved in before the winter 
Moonshine Coalition, they have a brand new album. The album's called Tales from the Heartstrings. They are socially isolated from me on the phone <laughs> as we speak. Uh, but we're all washed. But we're all washed, exactly. We're all, we're, all, we're all clean. We've got clean hands. We have. I've got clean heart and mind as well. Well, unlike, <laughs> unlike Max, <laughs> unlike, unlike Max, unlike me, exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed on the album, you have an instrumental on there, something that you don't so much hear on albums these days. No, well, it's the only way I could keep any off that track. <laughs> I play banjo, thank you. I know, but the, no lyrics. I had to do something that was my own. So the history of that particular instrumental is very long. It's not complicated. When I started playing slide guitar more 15 or so years ago, I, I sat down and I was fiddling around with all this new tuning and new new uh, chord shapes and all that sort of thing. And I sat down and played this melody that sort of needed a bit of developing. And so I, I sat and worked at it and worked at it. And I came up with a slide guitar instrumental, which sort of sounded, when I, I in those days I was playing a 12-string guitar and it sounded a bit like Leo Kotke playing, that sort of style. And I played it as a solo for quite a while. And then when I uh, reformed, well, formed a band which was Duke Street. We did it as an instrumental in that in that particular band, and I switched to playing a baritone guitar, so it dropped down from G down to E, and we played it with bass and drums, and that was fine. And then, when after that band stopped playing, I started playing as a solo again, and then I got Annie to sort of with a banjo uh, skills to uh, work out an accompaniment to go with it. Not two words that you use in the same sentence very often. I yeah. know, that's that's yeah. not. Anyway, so she started playing. What she actually did on the banjo was quite different. It, it sort of changed the sound of the guitar um, part a little bit, you know, the harmonic structure of it. It was, it was nice. I liked it. And uh, so we did that. And then um, when it came to recording this album, of course, we got in um, Chris Risley playing double bass. And then uh, Dylan playing um, violin, and Dylan added an enormous amount to it by putting in this sort of melody and counter-melody um, with the um, guitar part, and it suddenly became a, a, a whole new thing almost. It, well, it did in my mind, anyway, because I'd heard it in all its different forms. So people will probably listen to it and think, oh, yeah, that's that's the way it's always been, but it isn't. It's uh, You know, originally it was just a solo guitar piece. It, it's a 15-year-old development it is. basically it is. Yeah. yeah it is yeah it's almost 15 years old yeah I, I started playing it or you know wrote it not that long probably a year after i started playing slide guitar so um yeah and it's just stuck around and i just i just like the chord progression of it my harmonic structure of it so i've kept going with it. getting um dylan and oh, yeah. chris to play on it just yeah it took it to a, a and different, different place level. yeah mm. and what dylan, what dylan's done with it with the uh because he wrote all that, I didn't. He, he wrote all of the um, violin part, you know, and, and viola part that's on it. It's just beautiful. I think it's just absolutely beautiful. I love it. It's a really lovely track. I just, you know, but it didn't start off that way, as I said. You know, it's it's developed over the course of a number of years. So it's worth persevering. I think I'm just really thrilled with the way it's turned out. <laughs> Thank you. 
Moonshine Coalition, they're on the phone, they're socially isolating, but we're talking about their brand spanking new album, Tales from the Heartstrings. You you mentioned uh, that you had uh, Dylan and Chris playing on the album. Yeah. Uh, tell yeah. me tell me a bit about that, because well, normally, normally it's just the two of you playing as a duo, uh, and your last album, which was a live album, was also the two of you just playing. So now you've expanded. That's right. Yeah. Well, we wanted to put a lot of colour in the songs that we, you know, you can't put in when there's only two of you. So um, we, you know, thought about adding double bass because we'd um, we thought that'd be a nice addition because it just adds that depth that you don't, you just can't get with just two normally pitched stringed instruments. So, so that was a that was an obvious one. The 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 violin. Um, that was Ren. Yeah. Well, we wanted a violin player, but and Ren suggested Dylan. Mm. Dylan's, you know, almost young enough to be our grandson, but <laughs> um, and maybe that might your grandson, well, maybe. maybe, yeah. yeah. And um, I thought, well, I wonder how that would work. And I'd, I'd heard him uh, play in Parkville, but he does such unusual things in Parkville. It's not really straight violin playing. I had no idea whether it would work or whether it wouldn't. But I thought I wanted to be a bit adventurous, I guess, and do something different. And so we thought, well, we'll try and see what happens. Yeah. So. So I'm going to adopt him from now on. Yeah. <laughs> so. so as, soon as, as soon as we can stop washing our hands every five minutes. He, he's, he's coming over to your place to live. Coming over here, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We should mention too that Wren is, of course, Wren from the Dotted Line team. She team, is team, Wren team, team. from the Dotted Line, yeah. Yes, well, normally I don't take any notice of what she says, but in this particular... <laughs> no, no one on the Dotted Line does either, so... No, no, no. It's, um, in this particular instance, when she, when she mentioned Dylan, you know, I sort of... Well, I was unsure because, you know, because there's a, a, an age and cultural generational difference there. But I knew that he'd, um, you know, he's a College of the Arts graduate and he's a very accomplished player. And we just thought that, you know, look, let's let's try this and see how, how it goes. And, look, we just couldn't have been more oh, thrilled with that. He's such a lovely guy. And he is so thoughtful about what he does with his music. He's so sensitive and so accomplished. You know, we were just thrilled with what he does. And he, he's surprises me often you know when we when we did um backstairs all those weird things um that go on in the in the background and uh, the spooky sounds and that that he introduced i mean he's got all sorts of ideas about that and that and that's something that you know i, I didn't expect but he's being a young you know young guy and having gone through the college of the arts rigmarole and he played jazz there i think most of the time yeah well that 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 would account for the spooky sounds Yes, right. Yeah. He just brought a, a, a dimension that I, did, you know, I didn't know was there. You know, I didn't know it existed really. He just, he's just surprised me, and 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 delighted me really because he can play beautifully, classically. You know, but he's got all this, all this other stuff that he does. He's got you know foot pedals that he puts his violin through. He can do all sorts of weird, and wonderful things. So we were just thrilled to have him. And he's such a great musician too, because when we were doing our practicing here. We were we started um, practicing, you know, playing Moonlight on the Bay, and when we recorded it, um, Max played vibes on that, and um, so Dylan doesn't actually play violin on that track, and so we said to him, "Okay, you're going to be standing there doing nothing. How about you play vibes?" He went, "Ooh," 
<laughs> and he picked up the little hammery things. I don't know what they're called. Hammers. 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 Yeah. And um, just sort of went diddly diddly. And the next minute, he's playing concertos on it. It was just amazing. The, you know, he picked it up and ran with it. He's just fantastic. I can't praise him enough. He's fabulous. Yeah, I've yeah known him for a while. Watching him in Parkville, and he he's a he's pretty talented. Got to say, very talented. He's a very yeah. talented book. Mm. It's unusual. Look, our, our music is well. We've got unusual instruments together anyway. You know, with banjo and and slide guitar. I don't, I don't know anyone that plays that sort of so combination. So it sounds a little bit different, and to and to have you know go a little bit further and have someone like Dylan contributing violin the way he does. We just thought that was the right thing to do and, um, you know, make it a little bit more different. So we're big fans of Dylan. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, sort of, I'm sort of getting that impression. So yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about Whiskey Hole, a prospector's tale. Tell me about that. Well, well I, when I was a little girl, um, I had a, um, a, an annual, it was called, um, you know, I think it was Annie Oakley Annual or something like that. And I loved it. I loved all the cowboy stuff and, you know, um, the American sort of Wild West story. And um, in that book was this tiny little newspaper cutting about this um, prospector in Deadwood who had been frightened by a monster and ran back into town and became very famous by telling the story how he... Um, you know, met this monster and survived. And oh, and, and the monster ended up being a camel. So, um, but we we can't we can't say that because it's going to give away the song. But yeah, but, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> so that sort of it didn't stick with me, but I, I really loved it when I was little. You know, and so one day Max and I were talking about. I, I think we'd been you know, sort of working hard and not doing much music for a while. And I said to Max one day, I want to write a, I want to write a song about, you know, like a, an American Wild West sort of song. I came up with this chorus um, and I sort of thought about that story that I, you know, or the stories that I'd read when I was little. I did a bit of research about Deadwood and, and what they did and found out about the whiskey that they used to brew in the, in the pubs and how it killed people. It was called Forty Rod Whiskey, <laughs> and I, I um, and there was this place just in um, in the Black Hills called Whiskey Hole, and this is true. Apparently, there was um, there was a, a like a lake or some sort of I don't, don't know if it was much bigger than a puddle, <laughs> but um, and all of the old prospectors who were alcoholics and drunks were allowed to. My, you know, prospect for gold there, providing if they found any gold, they had to go back and spend it in the um, the saloons and the bars in Deadwood. You know, all of this sort of stuff I put together in in um, Whiskey Hole, a prospector's tale. So that's how that came about. And Max wrote this great um, music to it, which just was perfect. <laughs> Rode into town, headed for the saloon. 
Moonshine Coalition, they're on the phone because we're socially isolating. They're telling me all about their brand spanking new album. Now, the launch was this Friday, but that has fizzled out. So how can you get hold of a copy? Well, um, it's going to be on Bandcamp. Or a, a website. Uh, Moonshine Coalition has a website, I'm assuming, which is probably moonshinecoalition.com. Yeah, that's right. I was sort of thinking if, if anyone really wanted it, the post offices are still open. Yes. And um, I'm sort of working from home now. and As is uh, half the world. world, yeah. Mm. So if anyone wanted a, a hard copy, because it's so beautiful, you know, Tracy's done such a lovely job with the cover. Yep. But if, you wanted a hard, if people wanted a hard copy, they could just send us a message on our Facebook page or yep. website and I could post them one. Oh, sounds like a brilliant idea. The thing is, too, what we always say on the dotted line that albums are recorded in mono. If you want them to work in stereo, you've got to go to a gig, you've got to buy it at the gig and get the artist to sign it for you. But that gets yep. around the, the current situation is not normal. But if you if you got moonshine coalition to send you an album in the mail and they signed it it would still work in stereo it would yeah Mm. that sounds like a very fine thing to do you can go to the website or to facebook or whatever you'll find them and ask just send a message yeah send a message and you can you can negotiate the album that's yeah. right. Mm. The thing is, too, David, that even if you haven't got a CD player, you should buy the CD for the art for the cover, the art of the cover. And there's a, a download card inside that comes with it. So uh, even if you haven't got a CD player, you can download it. I was going to say that uh, my, the copy that I've got has a little card inside it with a download code on it. Tell me about Pennyweight Flat. It's another track that I particularly like on the album. This is well, this is your lyrics again, Annie. It is my lyrics again. So Mac, with the first album, we were driving around looking for a place to get some photos taken for the album. No, for the cover and art. For cover art, yeah. yeah. And um, so we had been driving around. We went up to Castlemaine and Malden and, you know, Bendigo and all those places around there looking for an old house, actually. Prefer- and, um, preferably haunted. <laughs> preferably haunted. And we, were, we didn't find anything. So we were driving home and we were driving through Tewton, you know, sort of coming from Castlemaine back onto the highway through Tewton. And I saw this sign, you know, like on the street sign saying Pennyweight Cemetery. So I said to Max, stop! (laughs) We turned around and went back and found Pennyweight Cemetery. And I don't know if people have heard of Pennyweight Cemetery, but it's a gold mining from 1850 um, cemetery that um, was only open for five years. Oh, less, I think. I mean, it's less than five years, yeah. And it's it's just original. Nothing has been done to it. It's all of these amazing graves from that time. Yeah, they're just little 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 rings of stones. Rings of stones around them, and some of them are so small, you know that they're not adults. And it's Mm. sometimes... Sometimes it's called the Pennyweight Children's Cemetery because they think that there was about 200 children that died on the gold fields at that time from mm. dysentery and, you know, bad water and all sorts of nasties and accidents too that were buried there. And I just it was fascinated by it. <laughs> Maybe I'm a bit macabre, but anyway. 
And it, it just, I didn't know it was there. I didn't know it existed. And it was still in that, you know, it has people looking after it, but it's it hasn't been changed in all of that time. It hasn't been touched time. in all that time. It was early early eighteen fifties that it was used, just for a few years. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, um, and I liked the name Pennyweight too. It would, that sort of struck a chord with me as well. So, um, so then I thought, well, that I'll make up a story about it. <laughs> As and, you may have gathered, David, she's very good at making up stories. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sensing this. Yes. Yeah. So um, there have been other songs about the cemetery. There's, um, we, we, I Googled it to see, you know, if there had been any other songs written about it because I didn't want to sort of do the same thing. Yep. Um, but there's, there was about the cemetery itself, really, this other song that I listened to. So I sort of thought, okay, I can make up a story about this couple who go out to the gold fields and their experiences on the gold field. It ends in tragedy, as my stories often do. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but that's sort of the thought behind it. And it took it took a long time. I kept picking it up and putting it down and throwing it away and starting again and, and eventually um, came up with this little tale and called it Pennyweight Flat. Wait 
This is the dotted line, 97.1 FM, 3MDR. Moonshine Coalition are on the phone because we are socially isolating. Nothing to do with the fact that they don't like me, but hey, 
It's amazing <laughs> how many people have wanted to socially isolate from me since this whole thing has started. But that's a whole different story. They have a brand spanking new album. Tales from the Heartstring is the name of the album. Got to say, it it is a lovely album. Congratulations on the album. Thank you. Um, one, a track that I particularly like is the track you finish with, Wild Foxes. Tell me about Wild Foxes. <laughs> right. Oh, right. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you all about Wild Foxes. Okay, so <laughs> I'm sensing there's more to this track than meets the eye. Yeah. Um, so Wild Foxes um, was recorded last year yes. um, with Riley Jordan at her recording studio, studio. Mm-hmm. and um, it was done as a bit of a surprise, really, because it was my birthday and Riley <clears throat> offered to, as a present for my birthday, record us which was so generous of her and so one i don't know i can't even remember it was it was a friday and saturday i think friday night or something it was done over the weekend yeah we we had to think what are we going to record what song would we record and we'd just written this hadn't we it was only just written we hadn't even really finished it when um we certainly hadn't played it live and so the song wild foxes was is about my best best friend girlfriend um that i grew up with margaret and myself and every every summer we used to go to sandy point with her dad and his best mate and we were you know it was from the about the time we were about nine or ten until we were 15 maybe and we used to go most years not every year but most years and um, Marg's dad and her and his mate um, ignored us really <laughs> once we were there. And <laughs> I mean, they they'd cook for us and stuff, but you know they weren't really interested in two little girls. So <laughs> we should just do whatever we liked. And we were, you know, we would get up in the morning and go to go to the beach, and you know, I mean, we didn't do anything naughty. <laughs> we just didn't have parental guidance supervision no no parental supervision for the whole of the school holidays that sounds superb it was was such fun and we you know make up games and we'd make up stories and we'd just do what we liked really and um we got sunburnt and we um yeah we did all of that so and it really has a, a really wonderful place in my heart a good memory from my childhood of doing that every summer so what that's what wild fox is about the other thing was i said to mac i think we should write a country song <laughs> like um you know proper country song so mac styles in country into his <laughs> in his memory bank and says oh what about this about this pop so anyway eventually yeah. it became what it became you know the, the way we did it. I, look, it's a little bit poppy in a way. Yeah, the more way poppy I, than country. The way, I, the way I arranged the music was a little bit rock and rollish in, in <laughs> my past rock and roll endeavours, but um, having the instruments cut out and then come back in and that sort of thing was a little bit a little bit away from the sort of the more the country folk and stuff that we normally do. But, um, but we enjoyed doing it. And it was, it's a nice up-tempo fun number to do, so... And this one is just the two of us. We yeah, haven't it's got just Dylan the two of us. No, no Dylan yeah. and no Chris on this one. 
I'm going to play uh, Wild Foxes. I've got to say, Moonshine Coalition, Max and Annie, thank you so much for chatting tonight. I'm very disappointed that you couldn't come into the studio and play live. Got to say, though, damn amazing album. It's fantastic. Thanks so much for sharing it tonight. This is Wild Foxes. Show. 